Hello, and welcome back to the Finding Fulfillment Together podcast. Today, I'm going to be telling you the story of my ayahuasca journey from December of 2023. From where I am now, it was only a week ago, and I am still filled with so much love. I can't wait to share my experience with all of you. Please stick around. Also, please remember to join our Facebook community. It is called Women Seeking Fulfillment through self-care and spirituality. It's a place where we can help each other, support each other in our spiritual journey. And also if you just feel stuck in a life that you don't feel fulfilled in, um, I want to support you and help you to live a more fulfilling life. So check us out there. Welcome to the Finding Fulfillment Together podcast. Do you want to stop feeling stuck and start truly living Do you have big, ambitious dreams, but feel too scared to even start? I'm Rebecca. I too was in a life that I felt stuck in. I was living my life according to everyone else's expectations, which led me to feeling unfulfilled. Until I took a step back and realized that I can create whatever life I choose for myself. I made big changes in my life, including getting divorced, leaving my career, and moving into my RV to become a full-time traveler. In the midst of all of these changes, I also found my faith. In this podcast, you will follow my healing journey and find inspiration to finally heal yourself from people-pleasing and start living a truly fulfilling life. Let's do this together. Hello, thank you for being here. Um, Man, ayahuasca is miracle medicine. It truly is. Um, It really, really connected me back to my heart space. I didn't realize um, how far disconnected I had become until I was back, um, you know, under the influence of ayahuasca, wrapped in the arms of Mother Aya and reminded that everything I need is inside of me. Everything I need. Um, Before I jump in, I do want to just give a brief update that um, today is Christmas Day. Um, I'm here at my parents' house in West Virginia. I'm not in my RV, obviously, so I'm here spending time with family, spending time with my sister and my nieces, um, and it's just been really, really beautiful. And I'm also preparing to go to my 10-day silent retreat. Not sure even if I've mentioned that on this um, podcast yet, but um, I will be going to a 10-day silent retreat where I will be sitting in meditation for 10 days. It's actually a course in Vipassana meditation. Um, I was called to do a silent retreat a long time ago and then came across this one that I've heard really amazing things about. So just giving me a chance to really come back again to myself, to my heart, to my soul and figure out, you know, what's inside that I need to heal, what's inside that I need to hear without any distractions. I will not have access to a phone or even a journal. I won't be able to write anything down. It will just be me and my thoughts. So I will definitely be updating you all on how that goes. Um, I'm going to be there in about a week and a half from today. So I'm looking forward to that. Okay, so I'm going to jump in because I have a lot to say. Um, It was really a magical, magical journey. Um, And I'll tell you kind of all the details in case you are interested in in trying ayahuasca um, or in going to the retreat center that I went to. So where I went was a place called Sacred Sanctuary. It is in Orlando, Florida. Um, I know the people who started it. I met them through SoulQuest, which is the previous place that I went to drink ayahuasca last year. 
um, and they decided to start their own church and it is absolutely beautiful. What I love about it is, well, so much, but one of the things I love about it is that it is very intimate. There were only 14 people drinking the medicine the weekend that I was there, um, which really just gives you that opportunity to have that one-on-one -on -one connection with the facilitators, with the owners. Um, with everyone there, with each of the individual people that are there drinking, I got to know every single one of them. And now, you know, they're a part of my family, a part of my soul family. And we, man, we just connected on a very deep level because you're going through some really heavy, heavy stuff, you know, um, and I'll get into the details, but it's it's just a beautiful um, setup, really, the whole, the whole thing. Um, very intimate. The food was amazing. <laughs> so that was a bonus. Um, and the medicine was just perfect. Um, so the way it works is you drink three times in one weekend. So you get there on Friday, um, arrive around noon-ish, a little afternoon, and then, you know, get to know everyone, get things situated. They tell you where you're going to be sleeping. Um, what they have is a, a, you know, a room with a bunk beds. Um, so there's several people sleeping in the same room, but you do have your own bed. Um, and everything you need is provided. All you have to bring is yourself and your clothes. Um, and everything you need is provided. They have blankets and towels and pillows and everything you could possibly need. Um, so that is really comforting and knowing that you just are completely taken care of. So you arrive on Friday and then you drink the medicine um, at sundown Friday night for the first time. So that's when you go into your first ceremony, um, which I'll get into the details of how my journey went. Um, and then Saturday morning, you drink the medicine again around 10, 11 o'clock in the morning and then again on Saturday night. So there's again three ceremonies in one weekend. And then you do have a couple of periods of integration where you sit and share, if you choose to, share um, what you experienced, what you got from the, the ceremony. And that's on Saturday as well as Sunday, there's integration. Um, and then afterwards, what the best part in my mind is that you you get this connection to this group of people that can help you afterwards because you when you sit with ayahuasca, a lot comes up, a lot that you don't expect. And um, when you leave the space is honestly when the work starts, when it gets really hard, because that's when you have to begin to integrate all of the lessons that you learned back into everyday life. When you're there at the ceremony space, you're wrapped in love. Everyone there is completely on the same page as you. No matter what you say or what you experienced, everyone gets it because they're experiencing it too. When you go back into the normal world, it's like you're jolted with like, whoa, this is hard. So having this family of people that now I can communicate with anytime I need to that can understand what I'm going through is priceless. And, and what they offer is um, integration calls every single week. There's multiple calls where you can jump on and be connected back with people who have a full understanding of what you're experiencing, whether you're having a hard time or whether you're really flying high and feeling amazing and feeling like your, your life is changing in all the best ways. You can connect with these people and share about it. So the integration is really the biggest part. Um, but I want to get into what I was shown throughout my journey um, that weekend, which was only last weekend. Um, and it already feels like it was so far away, but um, there's, there's lessons that will be ingrained in my heart for the rest of my life. So Friday night, um, I drank one and a half tablespoons, um, which is typical for me. Um, the last couple of times that I drank, I think I started with one. So I did start with a little bit more. 
Um, but what they say is it really doesn't matter how much you drink because she's going to show you what you need to see no matter what. Even if you just take a little bit, that's really all you need. So I, I drank one and a half tablespoons. And I sat there and kind of waited for it to settle in and felt like nothing was happening. You know, felt kind of like I was I doing something wrong. I kind of forgot how to like surrender, how to just release and let the medicine take over my body. Um, so I took, it felt like it took forever for it to settle in. And then the first thing that I started to feel was physical pain in my stomach, which I wasn't sure was, you know, part of the process or if it was from, you know, it, it not reacting well in my stomach. But what I immediately thought to do was to give that area of my body love. So I curled up in a tight ball underneath the blanket and I just said I love you I love you I love you I love you like to my womb area it was everything from my my solar plexus like right in between my rib cage like my stomach all the way down to my womb that was like this cramping and in deep pain and I just gave it as much love as I could and then the next thing I knew I had this visual of being because I was curled up in this little ball I had this visual of being back in my mother's womb as you know a a fetus, you know, an unborn baby. And then I had this feeling of my neck being constricted. And I had a necklace on at the time and a blanket that was kind of wrapped around my neck and I'm tearing at my neck trying to get it off so I could breathe. And then it came to my mind that when I was born, when I came out of my mother's womb down the birth canal, I had the umbilical cord wrapped around my neck. So in this moment, I was just pulling, like trying to breathe, trying to breathe. When I was born, I was actually black and blue. Like my whole face was black and blue. That's how much I was being suffocated by this umbilical cord. So then what happened was I felt like it breaking loose and I felt myself coming out of the womb and I went, <gasps> and I took this big breath and I was just so grateful to be alive. And I cried and cried and cried honestly, like I was a newborn baby. It was like I relived my birth and I was so grateful to be alive and I just cried. And then once I released that emotion, it was like the gates opened up and I was right back in the arms of Mother Aya. And that feeling that I now remember, I, I didn't remember it until that moment of love just taking over my entire body was just so overwhelming and the tears were still flowing because I was just so grateful that I was back home. It felt like I was returning home, like my soul was returning home. And it was just the best feeling I could possibly imagine and I, I can't even describe it. Um, and then from there I started to get some visuals, like all these crazy um images and geometric shapes and tunnels and I didn't really understand anything but I saw a whole bunch of stuff and I felt just good and one of the things I do remember seeing was a lot of lions a lot of felines a lot of and then it was a lot of feminine energy um, and then I don't remember every single detail but what I do remember next is that I started to feel that pain again in my stomach and I curled up again and I gave myself love and then I got this message of that my family line on my female side, on my mom's side, has been through a lot of deep, deep pain. And I was feeling it so deeply, not just physically, but emotionally. I just felt all this deep, dark pain that the women in my family have been through. 
Um, and I, I don't know exactly where it came from. I wasn't shown that, but I was shown that the women in my family have been holding a lot of pain. And then immediately I started to feel that energy, this negative energy rush through me and start coming through my body and out the top of my head, which I was lying down. So it was coming out the top of my head and kind of pouring into the ground. And it was just this, this clear visual of this energy flowing and flowing and flowing. And I got the message of like, I can transmute this energy. It can pass through me and I can let it go. And that's what I did. I was like, okay, I can do this. And I just acted as this conduit for this energy. And I felt the pain and I cried and I felt just so much sorrow and so much deep, dark pain. And I was letting it go. I was letting it go straight through me. And I just became this pillar of light that was shooting this dark energy back. And the message I got was it was going back to Mother Earth. And Mother Earth being this divine feminine energy and the, the, the mother of all, she was able to take all of this pain and all of this suffering and nurture it. I don't have to hold it. I can release it and let it go. And Mother Earth takes it, nourishes it, and turns it back into love. And that love becomes new life on this planet. And I got this visual of, of her just saying, I got it. And then she rebirthed it into plants and trees and and new people, um, you know, babies. And it just, what she told me and showed me was my power as a female and that we don't have to hold this negative energy anymore. And I can be the one in my family, in my family line who transmutes this energy back into love and the visual. And, you know, this is the part that gets like fuzzy because it's like what's real and what's not. But all I know in that moment was it was so real and nothing could tell me different that I was taking this energy and it was coming out of my head. So I kept kind of getting on like my head. I kept putting my top of my head on the ground and pushing all of the negative energy down into the earth and with so much gratitude, so grateful that Mother Aya, Mother Aya, Mother Earth, this divine feminine energy was taking all of this negative energy and releasing it from me. I did not have to hold it. My family, my ancestry did not have to hold it. And I even got the message that it wasn't even just my family line. It was females for, from decades and centuries all the way back to Roman times that was transmuting through me that I can give it back and give it back and give it back. And then I started to get this kind of picture of this cycle that all this pain and suffering that we feel, it's all for a purpose. It's so that we can release it and turn it back into love. So that this flow of energy can keep happening because we come, our souls choose to come to this planet to feel. It's hard. We feel every emotion deeply. We feel pain. We feel suffering. We feel anger. But we also feel love and we feel kindness and compassion and all the positive things too. And that's, I mean, what a beautiful experience that we get to have here in these bodies on this earth. And when we feel that's our opportunity to turn all that negative emotion back into love. That's the power that we have. 
And when then what happens, I saw that as I was emptying it all, all the negative, but keeping all the good, I was able to harness all the love and all the positive and keep that inside. Then I would sit upright, no longer putting my head to the ground, but sitting upright in pure love. And above me, I saw this bright, bright light. And I was feeding my love, the energy of love, back into this light above me, which is our source. Our collective consciousness feeds this source with our love. But if we're stuck here in our suffering and we're feeling that pain and we're not releasing it, it stops us from being able to give that love back to source. So it was this beautiful visual of this cycle. So I kept, I get on my head and I would put all the negative into the ground and then I would sit back up in meditation um, stance, you know, in like that seated meditation and let, let the love feed source. And I got this message that if I feed source, if I do this and I'm full love and giving my love back to source, then source has the ability, our creator has the ability to turn that love not just from me and give it back to me, but giving it to everybody to then share it with everyone on the planet, everything on the planet, all the animals, plants, people, we're all connected. So when I am giving my pure love and connecting with source, it's helping everyone. It's feeding our collective consciousness. And it's just, it's all connected. And it showed me this beautiful part that I can play as long as I know that any suffering or pain that I feel is for a purpose. It's so that I can feel it deeply and then release it, let it go, and let mama take it, nourish it, turn it back to love. And it just was so clear. I mean, I wrote in my journal so many details of like, wow, it's so simple. And I all these things that I've heard before, just now are just clicking, you know, like all these things that talk about, you know, um, releasing, surrendering, trusting the process. It's all this beautiful, divine plan that's so much bigger than us. And we're just a part of it. But it's happening all around us as well as within us. So the next thing that I was shown is within me that I am a creator, that my body, especially as a female, not only can I create love, I can create life in my womb. Like, wow, wow, as women, what what power that we have. And when we're not stuck in our suffering, like we have, we're filled with immense power and immense love. Um, and what happened then was I was shown my kingdom which is inside my body and my womb and this beautiful, beautiful, sacred body that I have. And then I was brought back to the pain because I was shown the things that I have done, the things that I have allowed to happen to my body, men that I've allowed to treat me, you know, like defile my body and treat me like a piece of meat and not treat me like the divine feminine power that I am, this queen that I am, this kingdom that I have in my body. And I let people just, you know, because I wanted to feel love, I wanted to feel wanted, you know, my more promiscuous days, the things that I allowed to happen to my body, you know, truly are disgusting to me now. And I forgave myself. I, I 
I, I cried it out and I said how sorry I am that I treated my body this way and I promised myself, my soul, my heart that I will never allow that again. And I have said this on previous episodes, but for me, like there is no sex unless I am in a committed relationship with someone that I am deeply in love with because my body is sacred and I really that is so important to me now that is everything to me and my sexual energy is my life force energy again I've talked about this in previous episodes but I I will never ever give that sacred energy away ever again I will harness it and cultivate it and love my body for all that it is and all the power that it holds Um, and I was just shown how beautiful this kingdom that I have is how powerful it is and what I'm capable of if I take care of myself, including, you know, what I eat and what I drink and, you know, all the, all, everything that I've been doing now makes just such perfect sense. Like I knew I didn't want to eat food that wasn't good for me anymore. And now I know why, because my body is a temple. It is my vessel. It is how I can serve our creator. It's how I can give up my love back to the collective and I'm going to take care of my body with every bit of my being. I will never treat it like it's anything less than sacred. Um, so that was a huge, huge lesson, huge lesson. And then I was even shown how, you know, my soul, my heart, my body is where I can come home to whenever I need to. So as, as women, we give and we give and we give because we do we have so much love and so much compassion so we give and we give but we have to remember to nourish ourselves to take care of ourselves to rest when we need to and i was reminded that i can come home to my body to this kingdom inside of me and my soul can come back and rest whenever I need to. When I feel like I'm overwhelmed, when I feel stressed, it means I need to take a step back. I need to take a break. And when I'm filled again, when I have filled my cup back up, then I can share. I cannot pour from an empty cup. So it just uh, so much makes so much sense. And I've been doing so many things every day to what I always called it was connect. I wanted to connect every day through breath work, through meditation, through yoga, journaling, um, reading the Bible, reading A Course in Miracles, all of the things that I've been doing every single day. Now I just feel like they have so much more meaning because it's, it's connecting. Absolutely, it's connecting, but it's coming back home to my soul remembering who I am, remembering why I'm here and connecting me back to myself, but also to the, our creator, giving me the ability to fill myself with love, to love myself so deeply that I have enough love to give others, to give back to our collective. And through this, through this podcast is how I am sharing that with you with whoever is watching and it just reminded me that I'm on the right path that I'm doing it that I have been doing it and that this I've felt guided all along and she gave me this great gift mama Aya gave me this great gift of making the whole picture come together and all of my purpose making perfect sense right in front of me and I man it was hard a lot of it was hard this is all just Friday night 
And it was hard because I, I had to feel a lot of pain. I had to go through all of the dark times so that I could feel it so deeply to allow me to release it, to allow me to surrender it out, out of my body, back to mama, let her nourish it, let her take it. She can handle the burden. I don't have to. And then I can sit back in this bubble of love, in this bright, bright light that is me. And then I can share that with our creator, with our collective. It's just so beautiful. <laughs> and it makes so much sense to me now. And I'm so, so grateful for Mama for making it so easy for me to understand. So easy for me to understand. Um, man, and, and our tears, another thing I was shown is that our tears feed Mama directly. They flow into the rivers and streams and they all go back to Mama and they feed her and allow it to come back to love. So it, it's, it's, that, it's a way of releasing, really, is what it is. Crying is a way of releasing all of that pain and giving it back and not holding it. So many people have deep, deep pain that they want to bury. They don't want to face it. They don't want to feel it. That's scary, scary to have to go back to moments of our childhood where we felt hurt. And we felt we feel so much guilt and shame for those moments. But those feelings are not ours. We do not need to feel those. We can give that back. But you have to feel it. You have to face it. There's no way out but through. You cannot bury it and think that it's not going to affect you or affect your family or affect your children and your grandchildren. If you're holding pain inside of you and not facing it head on and saying, okay, I'm ready to feel this and crying about it or screaming about it or just talking about it. If you're holding it in, it's going to hurt you. It's likely going to turn into diseases within your body and it's going to impact your family. It's, it's inevitable. But what we have the ability to do and it's so beautiful is to feel that's why we're here. That's why we chose this life to feel it so deeply and then give it back. So after this beautiful, beautiful journey, um, at the end of the journey, I was shown some people from this past couple of years um, throughout my healing journey who I have hurt by focusing on myself and doing what I know I need to do to heal myself. I hurt some some really important people in my life and they were brought to my attention. Um, and I'm not really feeling like I want to share all the details here, maybe on another episode, but I do want to say that I felt it. And if you're watching this, you know who you are because I've reached out and I've apologized because I felt the pain so deeply that I have caused others. And oh, I felt so awful. I do feel so awful. I don't think that that sorrow, um, you know, I'll always remember what that felt like. But I was able to forgive myself for not knowing better at the time because I needed to heal. I needed to come back to myself. I needed to come back to my soul. I needed to come back to love to remember that I could have handled these things differently. And I, I from now, from this point forward, will always choose love. And 
I, I look back at things that I've done and again, I would do them differently today, but I don't regret a single thing because it got me to where I am now. And it's all a divine plan that we can't understand, but we have to trust it because there's just something bigger than us. We're not in control. I trust every single thing that has happened and every single thing that's about to happen in my future. It's all a divine plan and I choose love from this point forward for the rest of my life. And another thing that I received, another big message is that we have that choice every single day, even every single moment. We have the chance to choose love. We don't have to choose suffering. We don't have to sit in our suffering whenever we're thinking about how to deal with a situation or making a decision. Always think about how can I do this in the most loving, compassionate way while still protecting myself, while still protecting my heart. There's never a reason to deal with things with anger. You can feel anger, of course. You know, we're meant to feel every emotion, but there's always a way to come through a hard situation or any decision with love. And that was, it's just so beautiful that that's our choice every single moment. Uh, and I choose love. I choose love. And I do sincerely apologize to those that I hurt. I forgive myself. I forgive you. And I'm sorry. And I thank you for all the lessons because there was a lot of lessons, so many lessons throughout the past couple of years. And I just want to thank each and every one of you for being there, for supporting me, for all the lessons that you've taught me by being in my life. Um, and I'm just so, so grateful. So yeah, that was pretty much the first night and it was so amazing. Um, I came out of the ceremony in, of course, I'm pure love, you know, just hugging everyone, wanting to just share my love with as many people as I possibly can, working through a lot of things. I journaled so, so much. Um, and I deeply connected with a lot of people that were there. Um, and then stayed up pretty much all night. I couldn't sleep. There was no way I could sleep. There was just so much buzzing through my mind. Um, and it was just so overwhelming. Um, so I barely slept. I did go up into my bunk for a little bit, but didn't sleep. I ended up getting up, going outside, finding some light so I can keep journaling. I sat down um, with a dear friend of mine. Her name is Shirley. If you're watching this, Shirley, thank you. She sat with me for probably hours hearing everything from me and held space for me in a time when I needed to just talk. Um, so we, I don't even know what time it was, probably two, three o'clock in the morning by the time um, everyone went to sleep. And again, I barely slept. I found a spot on the couch and kind of got cozy and just waited for everyone to wake up. <laughs> and then Saturday morning, um, if you are drinking during daytime ceremony, which I, I typically choose to do that, then you don't eat breakfast. So um, there was no eating Saturday morning, um, but then we do go in to daytime ceremony and there was yoga in the morning, which was so beautiful, like really nice to connect back to my body. Um, and then, so the ceremony daytime for me um, was really beautiful and peaceful. I was still releasing a lot of negative energy. So I did 
purge a bit, um, which means that I, I threw up in my bucket, but it was like a good feeling. I was getting rid of negative energy and it wasn't exactly clear what it was that I was giving up, but I, I gave up um, a lot of negative energy into the bucket and I was able to just be laying in peace and gratitude and loving my body, loving this beautiful, divine, sacred being that I am and feeling so much love, um, so much gratitude, um, and feeling the energy of everyone around me. And it's just such a beautiful space. I just truly felt like I was, I was home. I was wrapped in my own love and I was wrapped in the love of my creator and of mother earth and of mother Aya and all the spirits. Um, and it was just, um, the most beautiful feeling. Um, so that's pretty much daytime. Um, and then the nighttime ceremony, I'm not going to share too many details of just yet. I may share on a different um, episode later on. Um, it was just very personal. But I will say that I was given many, many lessons. And it was a hard journey. It was a hard night. It was probably the hardest one I've had. This was my um, seventh, eighth, and ninth time drinking ayahuasca because I've been to three weekends and each weekend I've drank three times so it's been nine times total and this was the hardest one Saturday night was the hardest one because I I was holding a lot of pain um, regarding the people that I have hurt um, and I was really trying to control it and trying to figure out how to fix it and because of that, I got stuck and um, eventually, finally learned that I needed to just surrender and trust the process and know that I've done nothing wrong, that I needed to do everything that I did to learn all the lessons that I've learned. But now I can move forward with love. I can release all the pain, surrender it, and move forward in love and as soon as I came to that realization, I purged quite a bit, and got rid of all of that negativity, and was wrapped in love for the remainder of the night. Um, so all in all, it was an absolutely transformational weekend, um, and I was just so, so happy to get every lesson that I received. And the food, um, when I was finally able to eat, um, the food was absolutely amazing. The best meal that I had all weekend was Sunday morning breakfast because I had journeyed pretty late both into Friday and Saturday night to the point where I missed the meals both nights. Um, so I didn't get a full meal until Sunday morning, and it was so delicious. So, so grateful for the staff at Sacred Sanctuary. Bettina is the head chef. Man, is she amazing. Her love language is food. Um, so I highly recommend this um, this place. Of course, I recommend ayahuasca. I wish everyone in the world <laughs> would and could drink Aya um, to bring us back to home. It brings us back home to who we are. Um, it's really powerful and a lot is coming together for me leaving there. Um, I left there and went to go pick up my puppies who were at a dog sitter, my two dogs, George and Buddy. Um, and it was so beautiful to reunite with them. But, you know, getting back into the RV and having to hit the road and drive and then kind of just coming to this realization of like, I'm leaving the bubble, you know, I'm leaving this bubble of love. How am I going to enter back into this world and it was hard until I realized I have the tools. I have the tools and I've been using them, but now I kind of get it even more. 
So every day I've been continuing to do my practices um, and I've gone through what my daily practices are before, but they have evolved a little bit. Um, and I will I'll put a link to both my my first um, ayahuasca experience, which was when I was shown my light and I've been embodying that light since then for the last two years. So um, if you're interested in hearing about that journey, I will put a link to it. I'll also put a link to the episode where I talk about my daily practices because they have become immensely important to me because they connect me back to my heart, back to myself, back to my true core sacred being every day. Um, and um, so really big have been um, meditation and breath work. And a new thing that I've added is um, hape, which is a tobacco medicine that you administer through the nose. I'll put links to um, what it is, how to use it. But what happens for me is when I administer this medicine, I'm brought immediately back to my heart. And I, I cry almost every time because it's it's mainly gratitude. But a lot of times it's that that feeling sorry for the pain that I've caused others. It's wanting to deeply forgive myself for the many years of pain that I've caused my own body. Um, and just knowing that I'm going to move forward with love. Um, and when I'm really feeling, even in this past week, there's been moments where I felt stress and I felt anxious and I was able to sit with Hape and come back to my heart. So I will put links to um, the woman who introduced it to me, or didn't introduce it to me, but showed me how to use it. There was actually a workshop during the retreat um, at Sacred Sanctuary. So I will, I'll link all of that if this interests you at all. I'll, I may do a separate episode on Hape because it's been so powerful for me this last week, and I imagine it will continue to be a part of my routine moving forward. Um, and I just want to, again, express so much gratitude for every single person at Sacred Sanctuary, every single person that drank with me last weekend, and every single person that's a part of my family that I've met through ayahuasca, um, because we were in this together, you know, we're on this journey together. We are all walking each other home, as Ram Dass says. And that journey, I mean, oh, it's so beautiful. It's so beautiful and it's hard and it's a roller coaster. But once you're on this path, it's just, you don't want anything else. You don't want anything else. So if this um, is sparking anything inside of you, any um, intrigue or making you feel like, man, I want to know what that feels like, it's inside of you. It's there. So um, please feel free to reach out if you want more information. Um, and please check out Sacred Sanctuary if you have any interest in maybe attending one of these retreats. They will give you all the guidance that you need. Um, but yeah, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. All you're going to do is come home to you. And everyone's so afraid of the purging. It, it's it's the least of your, like, it's not, it doesn't bother you at all. You actually feel good letting it go. It feels amazing to let these things go. Um, there's nothing scary about it. There's really not. Ayahuasca will wrap you in love and it's the best feeling um, on the planet. I think. <laughs> um, so yeah, please, again, feel free to reach out um, with any questions at all. Um, and one last reminder to please join us on Facebook. I started a Facebook community. Um, anyone can join. I do focus on women because, you know, that, that divine feminine energy. I want to help women to be their absolute best selves. So the name of the Facebook group, group is Women 
seeking fulfillment through self-care and spirituality. I will put a link to that in the description. Please join us there. Um, we are supporting each other. I want to create a community of people where we can help each other along this journey of life. Um, and if you're feeling like you want to be more fulfilled, you want to be filled with love, you want to come home to your soul, um, join us there and it will be a start for you to, um, to start on your journey. So thank you for being here. Thank you for hanging in if you watch this entire episode. Um, and I love you all from the bottom of my heart. And I'll see you next time. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If so, please share it with a friend who may need the extra inspiration today. It lights me up to know this podcast is helping you. So if you're watching this on YouTube, please like, subscribe, and comment. Thanks for being here. I'll meet you back here on Sunday for another episode. Always remember to keep shining.